we've had uh, dhoni ride with us and not the other way around well, so he rode with you yeah, yeah look, look at this man yeah dhoni ride and with they us they didn't ride with dhoni yeah. dhoni rode with them correct oh yeah i missed that you missed that <laughs> <laughs> Biker Radio Broadcast advises safety at all times. Discusses underage riding, but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how? You're on episode number 17. I'm Shandy. And I'm Sunny. And on the show this week, we have the founding partner of Hemant Sahai Associate Advocates. Legal counsels to corporates, advisors government of India, regulatory authorities, domestic and global banks and financial institutions and, and also friends like you and me. Hemant is a serious collector. His collections range from refined coffee to lethal crossbows and if hemant likes what he sees he'll go to the end of the world and back to get it hemant sahai is one of the top 100 legal eagles of this country and from electricity to infrastructure he's our go to man cool as a cucumber hemant can navigate when the bullets are flying thick and fast and that's a quality you want to have in a friend he's large hearted generous beyond expectation and it's not every day you get to meet somebody whose chauffeur also drives a BMW he works hard and parties harder and we were super lucky to make it for brunch at his palatial home in gurgaon a father a husband a lawyer friend collector connoisseur teacher giver entrepreneur pilot a biker trekker and an adventure junkie oh my goodness stop 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 We have Hemant Sahai. It's one in the afternoon. We are having breakfast at Hemant Sahai's house. Thank you so much for having us over. Oh, wonderful! Thank you. So, first of all, welcome to the Biker Radio broadcast, uh-huh. and welcome to the long way home. Goodie. So, is this a good Sunday, or is it a uh, usual Sunday, or is this a very no, no, rare a, Sunday? It's a relatively rare Sunday uh-huh. uh, because I'm at home. Yeah, I've been traveling a lot, and you know, lots of work and all that, but which is a good thing by itself. But yeah, it is good. So you obviously like to collect. Oh, you earliest uh, earliest collection was uh, Matchbox uh, labels, so stamps. Everybody collected. Yeah, School coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still yeah. have it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. It's lying packed up somewhere. Yeah. Should take them out. Where did yeah. you go to school? I was. Uh, you know, my dad was in the army, so all over the place as oh. a kid. Yeah, but then I stayed on in uh, DPS uh, Mathura Road. My dad put me in a boarding school there. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. which is good. So it's effectively Delhi, Delhi Public School, then um, college after that Delhi University, Hansraj College, right. and uh, campus law 
center, university. Right. That's when I did my law. So born and brought up in Delhi? Uh, born yeah. in Allahabad, uh, as a kid all over the place with my dad, he was in the army. So mm. Pune, Jhansi, Delhi, uh, then I stayed on. Then my dad of course went on to places, beautiful places like Jodhpur, Shillong, Bhopal. So one of the good things was, uh, you know, being in the army. So all my life I just grew up with boiling fields all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Cantonments, I mean, you hear right. the sound of the bullets go, da, 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 da. and that's when I said, okay, I mean, at some stage I need a, I need a motorcycle, yeah. and it has to be a bullet. But at that time you had only two essentially, yes, the and bullet, and right. maybe right. a Rasdut. Right. So I remember, uh, I was in, it was in Jodhpur, I remember reading this National Geographic, uh, riding a Harley through Alaska. Okay. That is something that stayed in my mind till I Absolutely. actually did it many, many years later. Right? So uh, I think that left an impression, honestly. I mean, some of those visuals were so stunning. I, I mean, I remember it so distinctly, so clearly, I was right. in class 12. So that's, that's when your testosterone are just beginning to build up and you want to do stuff, right? right. So I was a basketballer. I mean, I used to oh. do a lot of outdoors and uh, stuff like that. So that image just stayed in my mind. Mm -hmm. And that's how I think I really said, okay, I need a bike. By the time I actually got a motorcycle, it was many years later. Mm -hmm. So after college, actually when I was doing law, that's when I was able to convince my dad to buy me my first motorcycle. I still have it. So you still have the first bullet. Motorcycle. Is a 350, so okay. bullet 350. Right. 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 That was like an amazing. So uh, what year was that? You remember? About 86, 87 or thereabouts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 86. Yeah. So this was around that so time. What made you get into law? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, not necessarily my first choice, but I think I made the best of it. Right. Yeah, evidently. We, we can vote for that. <laughs> I was very keen to join the Air Force, and especially at that time. Actually, you know, a lot of things kind of started correlating. So my dad was posted in Jodhpur at that time. Okay. And Jodhpur has the Air Force Base. Yes. Right. Southwest, uh, Southwest Air Command. Yeah. So every day, I mean, when I was there on Chutti and all that, so we see these MiGs and the Maruts take off and you know, make a roaring noise. So that kind of, you know, really got me inspired as a kid, mm. you know, young, uh, yeah. 18 year old, 16, 17 year old, getting to be 18. Yeah. And uh, so I think that was one uh, big inspiration. So, so bullets whizzing past. Bullets whizzing past and, and the aircraft taking, mix off, taking off, all the right ingredients. Uh -huh. <laughs> and testosterone. And testosterone at that time. So yeah, so combination of all of that. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So welcome back to the Biker Radio Broadcast. And this is The Long Way Home with Heman Sahai. Yeah. And uh, so he was in uh, which school? DPS Mathura Road. DPS Mathura Road. And he, no, in Mathura Road because he told us about that story, remember? Uh, the Paradha story. So Hemant would actually ask his seniors and all the people in the hostel. He'd, he'd, he'd get a list out of the people who wanted parathas. And then he'd charge them maybe a 10 paise or 20 paise. So if a paratha was 80, 80 paisa, he'd get it for a rupee. And at the end of the... So he, what he would have to do is go out late in the evening, you know, yeah. <laughs> beat security. Right. So that is the fun part. Yeah. So I think what he must have done was he must have started off doing that on his own. Yeah. And then, uh, as usual, happened in the hostel. <laughs> so... Uh, it caught on. It caught on. Yeah. And uh, our man being the entrepreneur that he is. Yes. It started there, right? He saw opportunity. And he said, yeah, 10 paisa on each paratha, nobody's going to mind, right? Yeah. And boys hostel, school, 
no access to any other kind of food except for usually shitty best food and then they diversify you know the he says okay theek hai i'll go to majnu ka tila ha tibetan market and get chowmin main wahan se chowmin dekh aao he makes more money now yeah so yeah i mean so that's how you do stuff right you spot opportunity you see where the uh, you know the opportunity exists and you just go for it and do what you have to do you have fun doing it yeah and uh, make money on the side amazing very very inspiring hi this is himan sahai hi hi and this is the long way home okay, home Many years ago, when uh, Delhi electricity was getting privatized, okay, so I actually advised uh, BSCS in that whole transaction. Okay, so the bidding, the you know, the contracting, and all oh. that stuff. So today, I do a lot of work with the uh, the Tatas on the distribution in Delhi. Okay, so but that's usual, uh, you know, uh, regulatory stuff. And, okay. Tariff determination issues. And, okay. Okay. Yeah, but they all have a significant impact, hopefully, on the on the yeah. quality of electricity plus also the health of the companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's exciting at uh, some levels. It's not your usual litigation uh, in in court. Right. Uh, you don't do that. I I don't do okay. any of the general you know litigation. So I do a lot of uh, specialized uh, regulatory and economic uh, you know right. disputes and litigation stuff. So uh, it's a little niche and it's a little bit different. So, so how did you get into that? I mean, so Campus yeah. Law Center was Campus Law Center started my life as a IP lawyer, as a patent attorney. Okay. Then uh, so you kind of specialized in that quite a little bit, yeah. So technology and you know licensing those kinds of issues. But then I kind of moved to more uh, general litigation. Okay. As a starting point, and then got into uh, uh, foreign investment transactions, M and A deals, those kinds of things over a period of time. Okay. So today I do. Uh, a mix of uh, you know infrastructure but in infrastructure to right, financing to uh, project development to m&a uh, but with a very strong focus on infrastructure so okay. highways airports uh, ports okay. right. of course energy okay. uh, oil and gas okay. are you happy city. with where we're we going i'm thrilled i'm thrilled are you happy with where we are going as a country yeah 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 seriously seriously yeah. that's so good yeah. to hear yeah so there are three three or four aspects uh, okay. to to any kind of government right mm-hmm. so one is uh, foreign policy the other is the the economy the, right. the economic policy then you have social agenda and you know how the society is being managed so i'm not too thrilled with uh, the way things are happening in society mm-hmm. uh, but i think uh, clearly uh, on the economics uh, of it and the foreign policy i think they i, I rate them very very high Okay. So to that extent, I think the country is doing well. Okay. There is a huge uh, geostrategic battle happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think China and India are jostling for space in right. a big way. Right. Is uh, this essentially for water? Uh, water is going to be one important aspect of it, but that's not the main driver. It's, it's economics. Okay. It's it's uh, global politics in terms of you know who's going to be the dominant player. So U.S. has been dominant for all these years. China is. Is is literally threatening that uh, position. Yeah. India is somewhere there as a balancing kind of factor. So I think India is going to play a very important role. Uh, so so that way, I think we are managing that uh, that space reasonably well. Okay. Of course, I mean we need to be perhaps. My view is we need to be more aggressive. But having said that, I mean there are too many you know uh, forces at play. But that's one part. The economy itself can do better. Uh, I think we will. the next time around the next government uh, it will improve even further so we are kind of poised to get to the next level the biker radio broadcast listen connect 
right on you know i think we did a fantastic job there where uh, you know we were acting like we were from cnbc or msnbc or something like that one right. of those financial kind of you know hmm so what do you think about the economy it yeah, was doing very well you see yeah so but you know there are those uh, little uh, factors that nobody considers yeah which is like telling the truth yeah Uh, but that's how the world is, right? Look at the brighter side. You know, you can apply to CNBC or something. My name is Sunny. I always look at the brighter side. Yeah, all right. क्या बात है? ये तो तुमने थोड़ा सोच सोच के निकाला है? नहीं, कोई नहीं सोचा है. मैं कभी सोचता नहीं हूँ ये सब. Daylight dawns on marble head. I'm wearing a turban, by the way. <laughs> I can see some light shining off somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh, light has been shining and bright. Anita Krishnan is back. Oh yes. What you a know, ride. What a ride and thank you Anita for doing what you've done. I mean uh, we we sat down with uh, Anita and met her before she left with her uh, posse of girls. A posse of uh, girls who were riding out to Ladakh from Delhi. Yeah. And uh, they had a blast obviously. Yeah. And uh, I mean you know literally and uh, metaphorically but uh, they're all back safe and safe and sound we requested anita that um, while she was there and while she was on her ride uh, the rant that we have with my way the section that we have called my way um, was uh, nobody was taking us seriously so we sat down with her and we tried to explain to her if she could get back to us with a kind of a audio blog of a kind and uh, voila yeah she's done a lot of that wherever she could find connectivity yes she pulled together everything and she's put other people also on it and it'll be amazing to uh, i'm waiting for it you know in yeah, the, probably so in the next episode we'll start something so it was brilliant thank you anita krishnan for yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, taking us seriously and uh, doing what you're doing uh, we hope to you know come up with a nice little audio piece that everybody's going to enjoy so uh, time now to get into my way yeah and we have mike keshwar yes and uh, he's on the ride to kargil my way hi this is mike keshwar i'm at the kargil war memorial in dras and uh, we're just looking at this brass plate which has got 559 people who laid down their lives um and it writes here shahidon ki chitaon par lagenge har baras mele वतन पर मिटने वालों का यही बाकी निशा होगा in a tradition of each year going to one battlefield last year we came to kargil uh, and this year we going to rizangla 1st september they ride to rizangla rizangla uh, happened in 1962 major shetan singh got a paramvir chakr 114 soldiers laid down their lives the fingers on the triggers which means when they were shot they had finished their bullets so the options they had was to walk back then walk back 114 people dying as a last man stand in the military wars the biggest sacrifice anybody can make 
land is sacred bodies of those people are still buried so we will aspiti go on to jishu they are homage and come back victorians does one voluntary activity every year it's a ride to one of the battlefields here again 1516 riders will go to risangla biker radio broadcast salutes the heroes of risangla jai hind my way hi this is himan sahai and you're listening to the biker radio broadcast so you've been all over the country riding pretty much yeah, yeah? pretty much yeah what did you enjoy north of the vindhya south of the vindhya Actually, some of uh, no. Actually, each of them have been unique in their own ways. Uh, when we went to Goa, I mean, that was a long ride. Goa was beautiful. Goa was. I think beautiful. the last ride that I was on, which is uh, down south, was also. I mean, Karwar, Kurg, Osmanghats. It's stunningly beautiful. Oh yeah. So this thing in Karwar, I didn't know that you crashed your bike and you yeah. had. Yeah. I just got to know about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is. Uh, What happened two years ago? Basically, I got. Uh, blindsided by a truck coming from the other side. So there's a lot of construction going on it is a very narrow road. Where was this? Karwar. Okay. Karwar is midway between uh, Mangalore and Goa. So this is the last stretch fortunately right. the last day so we were heading to Goa. Okay. The plan was this is Friday so the uh, 18th March so plan was to you know then unwind and mm. fly back to Delhi and get the get the uh, bikes shipped back to Delhi. Mm. Uh so I was behind the truck very slow. Mm. I mean you can't drive fast. And fortunately we were in a group so Uh, the other bike was just ahead and i think there was uh, there was a truck coming from the other side and i think they were two of them were playing chicken mm-hmm. who's going to get off the road first right oh, okay. so as it happened the guy on the other side got off the road and i think he was must have been furious about it because it was a big it was a big yeah. truck i think an 18 wheeler or something like that sure. and he swerved back onto the road and right. i was behind this truck, the truck. and uh, so the guy just came and hit me on the side so this flew off So fortunately uh, most of the injury was you know on the leg yeah yeah on the right leg but of course I had some nerve injuries in the left foot uh, the left leg and all that stuff but yeah so fortunately uh, so I was connected on my bluetooth in the helmet so I called the last number which was one of the bikers so they came back so it happened pretty quickly in the next 10 15 minutes uh, everybody was with me and uh, somebody called the ambulance which came in about 30 35 minutes morning okay. or whatever so it was right. pretty quick yeah, yeah right, right. the ambulance took me to uh, the nearest um, uh, primary health center where they cleaned up and basically gave me a tetanus and a painkiller uh, then that ride uh, from there to goa which was uh, 160 kilometers it took about 4 4 1/2 hours and the, the guy was driving i think rightly so very very quickly to get me to the hospital right So once the adrenaline wears off, that's when you suddenly start feeling the pain, aches and pain. So, but once I got into the hospital, everything was fine. So, touch wood, fortunately, um, all turned out well. Then uh, this was Friday, so they cleaned me up and settled me down for the weekend. Monday I flew into Delhi, so that's where I had my surgeries, major surgeries, and all that. Right, you're yeah. you're a master of understating things. <laughs> this is something that you. Yeah, know, I mean, this is this is not know. something. This is this is not. <laughs> small stuff this is something yeah. that's well it was uh, life altering at many levels because uh, so uh, the good thing is that i stayed positive through the whole thing mm. uh, so the doctors uh, the first thing i asked the doctor was okay when do i get back on my bike mm. he looked at me and said yeah okay you will be lucky if you walk in the year mm. okay and walk with crutches you know i said okay so i said to that's myself yeah. no i said my that's a challenge okay, okay. 
So uh, one and a half months exactly to the day, I, I got myself, before I just got myself a, a wheelchair, right? And like I said, it has to be a motorized wheelchair. So you know, if I can't ride a motorcycle, I may at least ride a yeah. motorized wheelchair. <laughs> so exactly a month and a half, I was on the wheelchair and in office. Okay? Right. Uh, it was to the day. So 18 March and 3rd May, I was in, uh, in, uh, in the office. And then I started doing my meetings. Uh, fortunately, you know, you discover how good or bad the city structure for the handicapped, right? Oh, so yes. so there's some parts here, it's still okay. So I modified a, a Maruti van. So I used to come from here, drive straight into the van. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the drivers had gotten used to it. So they took out the ramp and put it on top of the car, mm-hmm. tied up quickly, all within you know seconds. So I got it onto a military position kind That's of right. thing. We designed yeah. it that way. And so I could stop anywhere, they would put that ramp, I just drive out of the van. And I was mobile. Mm. Uh, September that year, I, I made my first trip uh, uh, to anywhere. So I went to London mm. and I did all my meetings on the wheelchair. And London, of course, has the added advantage that all the cabs, black cabs are accessible. Yeah, accessible. And, and it's a wonderful city to, you know. I was on my wheelchair literally driving in the middle of Oxford Street and, you know, everything was fine. Mm. Came back. Uh, got rid of the wheelchair, got onto crutches. So in six months, I was on crutches. And by December, I got into one. And mm. uh, 18th March next year, exactly the first anniversary, I was on my motorcycle and I drove the motorcycle. Oh, so you did, right? Yeah, I, did. I thought you had not no. ridden out as yet. So the first anniversary, I was on my motorcycle, I rode the bike. Awesome. Did you, did you ride the bike to the doctor? And <laughs> 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 you waved to me and said, hello. No, I told him that uh, he was thrilled. Doctor who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, fortunately, I think Medanta was very good for me. I had a great yeah. experience. I had a great experience. I mean, they were good doctors, very encouraging, very positive. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> so sometimes it helps. So it didn't get to your mind? No. No. Lucky. Wow. But that is important because... Uh, is this that long-term very, thing kicking uh, in? I think so. Possibly. There's a lot of self-preservation also because it's very easy to just slip into, uh, you know, self-pity and... So I think uh, work helped. So have you decided on a ride? Yeah, I mean, I know all the rides that I have to do. <laughs> Which are the ones? Yeah. Well, uh, definitely the hills. You to get yeah. back to the hills. I, I just love Where's the first the one you want to do? Uh, maybe something easier, yeah. Maybe something just up to Shimla or something. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, this is Hemant Sahai. Sahai, hi, hi. And this is the long way home. Home, home, home. How do we fix the water in Shimla? Yeah, you fixed problem. electricity. You fixed. <laughs> no, you tell us something about that. Yeah, what is uh, the next? Pavan me se bijli paida kiya. Bilkul. Shimla me se pani kaise nikale? Asan nahi hai. So there's a big paper that's being written right now, a policy level paper where, I mean, people have been talking about it for years that uh, the next battles are going to be on water. Yeah. It's a fact. It's a reality. Yeah. Countries are going to fight over water. Right. Especially, I think India, the Indian subcontinent is. We are in the red zone. We are, oh, absolutely. We are blessed in many ways, but at the same time, we're cursed. So we are blessed because we have the uh, Himalayas, where there is. I can uh, go like. Yeah, <laughs> huge source of water. It can but, disappear. But it's disappearing very fast. Right. And you have, uh, you know, competing pressures both from China and Pakistan. So there will be battles. Would you buy real estate in Siberia? <laughs> I've been considering. In Alaska, yes. Alaska, he's he's yeah. been propagating this. He's, you know, I'm saying that we all need to move. Yeah, that's true. It'll happen. Migration will happen. I think that's one of the obvious things. Yeah. So right now there is a lot of resistance and you know jingoism. 
So Europe is no longer a place to migrate to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, Alaska, Siberia. Siberia, I'm not sure. I've never been there, but Alaska is brilliant. I mean, it's close to home. You don't have to kind of. <laughs> Alaska is actually close to home. Really? Not physically, but uh, in the mind. Okay. Yeah. Why would you say that? Uh, so when I went uh, there, so everybody said, uh, where are you from? So, so India. Mm. So, oh, you're the original Indian. Welcome, welcome. Kisi ne to bola. Kisi ne bola. There were. Must you want to educate It's about time. Yeah, guess, you know? It's about time. Now I think many more Indians have been there. But when I went, it was about 10 years ago. Maybe uh, even, okay. even earlier. Yeah. So, but amazingly, so I've, I've been there twice uh, over three years, right? Second time I went, there was an Indian restaurant in Anchorage. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> in Anchorage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys were talking about it, but now... They went and had some parathas so, there. So, is there enough Indians going there? Or, or, or just enough people who like Indian food, yeah? yeah or yeah, the, yeah. Some, the locals yeah. who get into. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing local over there. I mean, they're all from outside. Oh, all over. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Yeah, how times have changed here? Yeah. Yeah, completely. So, uh, just another uh, generation, uh, actually, many generations, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, so clearly tells you to build something, you need to actually just get down and do it. Yeah, whatever, you know, you do at the end of it, the classic way of doing it is just do it. Yeah, you can't just talk and pretend it'll happen. This section, I think, is very important. You know, everyone ought to just listen. Right. Hi, this is Hemant Sahai. Hi, hi, hi. And this is the long way home. home. How did you start building your practice? Oh, I think uh, professional practice with accountants, architects, uh, doctors, you know, lawyers, they take time. I mean, you have to build it brick by brick. Right? I mean, so uh, firstly, it was always, uh, you know, a long-term player. Look okay. at the longer-term perspective, not short-term. Mm-hmm. Second is, uh, yeah, you're always looking up to somebody as a role model, okay. which is bound to be there. Right. right. But I didn't really have any role models because uh, I was not a mainstream litigator. Mm-hmm. Right. So in that sense, uh, even the kind of work that I do today, yes. there are very few examples at that time. Right? I mean, there were law firms, right? but uh, they were all very traditional law firms that did pure court litigation work. Right? So did you cook it up? Hmm? No, 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 not entirely. I mean, there were there were examples around, okay. more overseas, very few in India. But post-91, there were quite a few law firms that kind of built up and emerged, right? right. Yeah. So by the time, uh, so I, I was working in uh, one of those firms. And uh, in a sense, I, I was actually part of the growth of that firm. Okay. And therefore, when I stepped out, so I was kind of replicating a model that I'd lived through for Already the last uh, 12, 13 kind years. Build that. Yeah. So... Yeah, at, at a certain level, it has been pioneering work, at a certain mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that it's so unique that, you know, there are no examples to look at. It's just how you do it, uh, you know, you, you do it differently, you, you build slightly different structures and different models and, and build on it. But yeah, it had to be done brick by brick. Mm-hmm. It was not something that happened. Right. right. Yeah. I am quite impressed with that long-term gene so, in you. That's uh, Where is that coming from? I don't know. Uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, a lot of us, you know, we come from... Uh, what I call uh, the the ideal background, because our families were middle class in the army, right? We're not uh, inherited wealth, right? So we we kind of you know built our own kind of stories and our own destinies. The army taught you a lot of things that you know you, I say it all the time. Mm. A lot of the things that I apply today 
uh, things that I learned, you know, just being around my dad and, you know, being in the army kind of environment. So simple things. I mean, just uh, rolling up your sleeves and diving into work. Right. 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 I mean, not just stand on the side and start issuing instructions. Right. right. Yeah, that doesn't work. So you need to know what yeah. uh, what needs to be done to be able to get your people to do it. Probably. Right. Absolutely. So that is something which every officer, whether it's a general or, you know, a young guy, they were in the midst of everything, you know, ready to do things and dirty their hands themselves. So I think that's a very important uh, qualification. And I think a lot of us uh, in the group had that. It all came from, you know, uh, good, uh, I would say, modest middle-class backgrounds. And so they've just seen the good times and the not-so-good times, and they've all learned the value of, you know, uh, success and, you know, how to treasure it. And how and to, how to yeah. slowly go about it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but middle-class backgrounds essentially try and focus you towards getting a good job. Not necessarily, not anymore. So how is it different in your family? No, no, no. So I'll, I'll tell you, uh, this is a generational thing, right? Okay. So a lot of my contemporaries uh, today who are in in, uh, in the corporate sector, for example, or, you know, running their own businesses, are all first, uh, first generation entrepreneurs. Great. Right? Yeah. So I think uh, they are the ones who, in the previous generation, saw the, uh, the growth and then, you know, the, the pains and tribulations that their parents went through. Yeah. Right? Because they were coming from a slightly a different generation, right, where it was even tougher for them. Right. So I think each of the generations have seen uh, people breaking from the past shackles and actually getting to something and you know, doing something which is better. Uh, when I say better, that means uh, not, not necessarily just the same beaten path. So I think each one of us, and that's, and that's really one of the things that kind of, you know, binds us together. We, we meet after a long time, but, you know, we just take uh, uh, the, the fact that they bond exactly uh, for granted. Because you come from very similar backgrounds. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think um, there's a large number of people out there who, who are today you know, CEOs of multinationals, Indian guys, right? Mm-hmm. They come from very similar backgrounds where mm-hmm. they've seen their parents, you know, sacrifice to make sure that their kids are better. And I think uh, that, that's a very important value. Um, I think many a times we just hope to transfer those values to our kids. It's, it's like, you know, valuing hard work. Yeah. Uh, Patience? Patience is the key. Yeah. And I, we've seen so many examples around us, you know, in the public where people, uh, you know, the meteoric rise and there's just an equally hard landing. Yes. Right. You know, without taking names, we've seen millions of examples around us. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, recognizing that if your success has to be durable and long term, you have to invest in brick and mortar, literally, you know, the foundations. To build it up. To build it up. And then then you can take those hits, uh, you know, which are bound to be there, yeah. depending on what you're doing, uh, professionally, individually. So it's easier to actually sustain some of those. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Biker Radio. Soundboard. Soundboard. Hi guys, this is Captain J.P. Joshi, also known as Joe. I am a survival and combat trainer as part of our survival series on the Biker Radio Soundboard. Today I'm going to be talking about the utility of a bottle which can help you survive extreme and difficult situations. First of all, a water bottle or a bottle can be used as storing water and also keeping your things protected like currency, cables, memory cards or other things which otherwise may get affected by wind or water. An empty bottle if tightened with the cap works as a buoy or as a float and can help in case you fall in a stream or a water body. 
When cut into half, it also works as a funnel. Fourthly, a glass or a container can be made out when you cut a water bottle. Fifthly, a glass water bottle very, very effectively for cooking also. The principle here is that whatever you want to cook in a bottle, put it on the fire and keep rotating the bottle. And you can cook dal, you can even prepare tea in this water bottle. Sixth, it has the capability of making sound. You all know if we bang it somewhere, it makes a lot of sound, which can also attract attention and also help ward away wild animals. As you must have heard the old song, message in the bottle. So a water bottle can also be used as a communicating device in which you can put a message with SOS or whatever you want to write and throw it in a water body just in case you're stranded in the ocean or in the sea and it, if it gets onto somebody, yeah, you might get some help. Eighth, the hard side of the water bottle filled with a liquid can be used as an impact weapon to hit somebody in the face and survive against an aggressor or an assailant. Ninth, you can cut top portion of two bottles and insert them into each other and they make a bigger storage equipment. Tenth, if it is cut vertically from top to down, it can work as a wind protector. If you tie it around the handle with a zip locks or the zip ties, it works as, an, as a makeshift arrangement for protecting your hand against wind lash. Whenever you're traveling, whenever you're biking, you're driving or whenever you're on a trek or something, always carry a bottle of idly filled with water and then you have various applications to it. But remember to carry back all your trash like plastic and all back with you and do not litter the environment. In the next episode, we'll talk about a folding knife. For more details on this, please log on to fitcom.com and also my blog fitcom.blogspot.com. Captain J.P. Joshi, Akka Joe. Signing off for Biker Radio Soundboard. Stay safe and be a hot target. Bye-bye. Biker Radio Soundboard. Soundboard. It's not every day that you go to an interview and you sit there and you have another person who's a star walk in. Yeah, and you know, he's not just a star. He's like the guy who's... <laughs> the ignition, yeah, the spark plug. Spark plug. I called yeah. him the spark plug and he said, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was chatting with him that day. Huh. And uh, I said, you know, you are the spark plug. He said, oh, you haven't, I haven't heard that before. No. So it's always the first time, yeah. And who's this? Hukum. Hukum. Shivraj Singh. Shivraj Singh. I, I think we should very quickly do a show with him. We will. We yep. will very soon. Absolutely. We will very soon. And so enter Shivraj Singh. Yeah. So this is brunch at 1 o'clock or yeah. 1.30 and uh, in walks Shivi. Yeah. And these guys are good friends and they go back. A long way, yes. A long, long way. They've done some really exciting stuff together. Yeah. You want to listen to it? I do. Yeah. Here we go. Hi, this is Hemant Sahai. Hi, hi, hi. And this is the long way home. home, home, home. So uh, we did uh, Stokangri, which is the world's highest trekkable peak. Yes. Yeah, 21,000 feet. Then uh, on different occasions, uh, we did uh, Chada Trek in winters. We did it in time because it's yeah. almost it's just, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. I mean, that place has a history that goes back thousands of years. Thousands of years. You uh, were you know, talking about uh, the National Geographic magazine. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? 1978? Uh, eight, 79, 80. Yeah, 79, right? 80. Thereabouts. Yeah. Around that time, Boston, I saw my uh, first yeah. coffee table book, ah. Zanskar. Oh, wow. 
that wow. time. Wow. I had never seen mountains which had color on them, mm. you know, like shades of crimson and magenta and and this is in, in Kashmir in India. Like bizarre. I'd never heard of the place, nothing. But I since then I have still not been to Transkar. You guys been through it. Yeah. What's it like? Uh, yeah, I can go back the year on year. In fact for quite a few years we did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. In winters. So we we actually mm-hmm. made it to lay in winters, mm-hmm. right, December, Jan. I did that again with my family a couple of times thereafter. It's uh, it's not something that you can easily describe. And I, you know, I've been in different parts of the world, and I'm sure that you know, places like Siberia and all are equally or even you know, perhaps even prettier. But uh, nothing comes close to the experience of you know Walk. driving through, walking through those areas. I think the mountains there are special; they're magical. And you remember the bike uh, when we were in Leh and uh, on those bullets that we hired locally <laughs> went all the way up. And that, that particular road that took us to a height, it is, it is freezing. It is summer. Yeah. This is summer. Mm-hmm. And we were freezing. And uh, they came out to Lama Yuru and those, those places. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, the point is that, you know, apart from being remote, I mean, that's one thing which kind of adds to its, uh, you know, mystery. Uh, very few people and all of that. But the mountains themselves, they change every you know, half a kilometer. Yes. And uh, that is something that is visible. It's not something that, you know, you, you need to perceive. It's, it's right there. China was only one visit. When we were at the lake, we drove to the other side of the lake. So we actually yeah. Yeah. went yeah. as far as we could. Uh, so short of skirting it, then we drove past, drove over the water, yeah. went to the other side of the lake. The other time when you and uh, I were there in the X5, uh, when we went up to the peak. Yeah. Can you really go uh, to the other side yeah. of the lake, drive it? Yeah. You can? Well, you have to you find, you your way. find your way. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, that, not, not Pengongso, the other lake where we went up to the peak almost. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he took it that way. And then he took it that way. And then the car was like, we might have rolled. And if you rolled over, we would have been like a kilometer and a half straight into the lake. And if you, I mean, roll down from there, there's obviously you would never find us. Very close to the peak. We managed to just, you know, drive up. And that at some point of time, the peaks and they become steeper like that. Right. And uh, I said, okay. And there is no road. There is no road. Yeah. Any more than this, then I think it's a little scary. So, I mean, uh, yeah. The final turn, we were literally at, I think, about 40, 45 degrees. <laughs> and the car was just shaking a little bit. I said, okay, nobody breathe. <laughs> nobody move. <laughs> We could figure it out. It was dangerous. How, many, how many people in the car? Uh, two, three, four of us. No? I was driving. She was there. Yeah. Trish and I. Yeah. The X5 behaved itself? Very slowly, reverse, point down, and then say, Tiga boss, no, nobody move. <laughs> nobody <laughs> breathe. <laughs> The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, this is Hemant Sahai. Hi, hi, hi. And this is The Long Way Home. Biking is not so much about lifestyle as much as, I think it's just a, it's a way of life. You know? I mean, I'm talking about serious biking, not commute biking. So that's all right. Commute biking is yeah. When we talk about the lifestyle uh, part of uh, motorcycling, we're talking about, okay, you know, riding outside, getting into the, you know, you know, off-roading side of it or whatever. 
Okay. So that requires a lot of skill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, as far as while 65 may be the new 35, but biology says that you know you peak at 18 and then it's all downhill after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So if you've not acquired those skills by that time, tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> Slalom. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I rode a motorcycle. Even Brian Adams is his own. So that is why he said 18 till I die. Or what? He's seen more snow than you and me. In one season. In one season. Tell us about that camper that's outside. Yeah. Huh, that's fun. Yeah, tell that's us about fun. it. Where did you get it from? Well, what is it? Locally only. Yeah, it's a it's an Italian. It's a Fiat. Okay. Right, the chassis and the the body and everything has been built by some Italian company. I bought okay. it here. So okay. I think uh, they were trying to sell it in India. Huh. So they launched that product, and I think they got a few, two or three or four, some of them inside. Okay. Yeah. Didn't work out apparently. So they had a few of them lying around, and so this was available. So I bought it off. And good fun. We've driven it up to the hills. Yeah. So uh, it's got a full. Um, it's, it's a home on wheels. It's got yeah, a right. refrigerator. It's got a loo, yeah. a chemical toilet, um, yes. beds, and of course yeah, mm. yeah, everything. Yeah. A single bed fun. or multiples. Exploring. Upper part bhi lag jati hai. Cooking range, gas, uh, wow. refrigerators. You can chill your beers. You can, you know, cook food. So you used to you used to take that out quite a bit. We did. Uh, I did do that. Uh, not enough, but yeah. Uh, took it up the hills. Uh, mm. Good fun driving. It's the right size. It's not one of those really long ones. It's big enough. Mm. So I've taken it to Shimla quite a few times. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, this is Hemant Sahai. Hi, 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 and this is the long way home. Home, home, home. Very interesting story. Yeah, uh, yeah. I always, uh, you know, people say, "Why the hell do you need uh, the boss sauce?" <laughs> because it's there. Okay. <laughs> so the Victory Vision, I think uh, Lakshman, dear friend of ours, right. uh, Lakshman Biswanath. So uh, he he's truly an epitome of you know, 65 is the uh, you know New 30s. 30s. Yeah, the guy is 70 plus yet. I remember I went for a 70th birthday to some years ago. And he is so full of energy, and he, he's the poster boy for Harley. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean he's the kind of guy that you know Harley epitomizes. And uh, he was one of the original bikers who was able to actually get the first Harley from overseas okay. because he was U.S. He'd gotten here. I think uh, I think in his mind uh, he's bigger than he actually is. Okay, mm-hmm. so he thinks he's big. He's actually just about that much, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so full of energy, of course. Mm-hmm. So he got the victory vision. Okay, if he went for the first ride outside. And I think I was on my rocket or maybe the Rune or something like that. So, and I was eyeing that bike. I said, hmm, that's a nice looking bike. Uh, <laughs> How do I get it? So Lakshman is a dear friend. And uh, so anyway, so I think on that ride, we went through Kanjavla, or we were heading to Kanjavla. So some rural roads and all that. So he tipped the bike two, three times. I mean, okay. kind of, you know, not an accident, but, you know, static yeah. and tipped over. So that the bike is designed that you can actually bring it up on the two wheels quite easily. Mm-hmm. So at the end of it all, I think everybody, including me, convinced him, but boss Lakshman bike. I think you need to stick to your fat boy because that's the right height yeah. now. So I think at the end of that he was kinda of convinced, uh, TK, this is probably a bit too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that night I came over 
struck a deal with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, okay, I think I'll take this off so you. Yeah, I'm so, hot. Uh, to just got to and I literally <laughs> took the bike off him. Yeah. <laughs> I came, rode back on that bike. I said, this is not for you, Lakshman. You stick to your nice, uh, what's bike? Yeah. <laughs> you should stick to your nice fat boy. <laughs> And Lakshman being such a generous guy, he's an amazing generous guy. He said, Achha, okay, fine. Okay, Rehman, you take And uh, I said, what do you want? How much do you want for it? He said, no, no, I'll take it from you. Whatever I paid for it, you okay. I said, okay. <laughs> Without batting an island. I said, all right. I said, I'll send you the check later. I said, yeah, it doesn't matter. Bye. <laughs> so that way, he's, he's an incredibly generous guy. Incredibly large heart. And I think, uh, you know, he has lived life to the fullest. We'd love to meet him. Absolutely. Huh? Absolutely. If you think that, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, we live life king size, that guy has done everything. You know? mm-hmm. And he's, he's done it. Next time well. you see him, yeah, please yeah, remember yeah. Of course, of course. Must have a brilliant guy. And, uh, you know, and even at this age, I think he makes us look uh, many a times, you know. He makes us feel old. Mm-hmm. You talk to him, he's always positive, yeah. always full of energy. So oh, that's a 6800cc motorcycle. V8. Weighs how much? About 700 kilos. It's basically a Chevy Corvette engine, and they just built a motorcycle around it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an American muscle car engine. <laughs> yeah, it's not, oh, it's not even a small engine, yeah, it's, it's like a muscle, muscle car it's engine. A muscle and just has two wheels still? Or yeah, it still has two wheels. <laughs> so you managed to do that, right? I mean, that's some engineering. Right? Yeah, it is. I think uh, the shock and awe factor of that bike is amazing. Yeah, only Americans can do stuff like that. Absolutely. Right? Just yeah. them. Just trust them. So what was that like? I mean, taking it up to the hills? Yeah, uh, was, did you get mobbed on the way? Or yeah, yeah, I mean, that of course is there with all kinds of motorcycles. I mean, each of these bikes. I mean, uh, the whole group, especially when you ride in a group and you, know, you get these massive amounts of you know adrenaline drive past you right. it does <laughs> get people you know wakes up people have you lost count of the number of bikes you've had no no uh, so uh, 16 <laughs> 16 okay yeah. so uh, which has been your favorite ride yeah my favorite my very first bike the bullet 350 still yeah, so, so, yeah. that has different kinds of memories on it right yeah. i'm sure yeah. so so you so you would buy your bike and keep it yeah yeah, so that's right. So I think that's the difference. So a lot of people uh, you know, would sell the bike and buy the next one. Right. I never sold a bike. Uh-huh. I've gifted a few bikes, but never sold them. How much it cost you? Oh, we had to ask that question. Yeah, So obviously we can't ask you how much you make. <laughs> we were thinking of asking you how much you spend. That would be equally obnoxious. So here's the question. Uh, what percentage of it do you spend on your rides? <laughs> percentage of what? <laughs> we don't know. I mean, no, no, we know, don't know. You know, know better. better. What are the ratios? I still have to what are the ratios? I still have to file my taxes. This is Mo or Maya? That's a good one. Which one is Mo which one is Maya? So he's not telling us percentage, huh? The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So welcome back to the Biker Radio Broadcast. I'm Shandy. And I'm Sunny. And we're on the long way home with Heyman Sahai. 
Yeah, and uh, as it turns out, yeah, this was a revelation. Yeah, I have never ever seen <laughs> or heard. I'd heard, but I'd never seen a machine like that before. I have never seen three thousand cc on a motorcycle. Yeah, and this is a little over twice that. Yes, it is six thousand eight hundred cc of a Chevy Corvette. Yeah, and so you know, anybody listening in to this, yeah, it doesn't matter if you have your volume at zero or max. You had to feel the machine right next to you. You could actually feel it. Yeah, it's actually you were getting to feel the air around. Yeah, wearing the jeans, he'll write it. You were wearing jeans. हाँ मैं तो शॉर्ट्स में था मेरे तो बाल खड़े हो गए थे अब तेरी है तू शॉर्ट्स में था तू कभी शॉर्ट्स पहनता नहीं है बकवास कर रहा है अरे वन ऑफ दोज रेयर ओकेजन अच्छा यू वर सो बिजी लुकिंग एट द बॉस दैट यू वर नॉट लुकिंग एट माय या यू यू हैडन शेव्ड योर लेग्स आई नेवर डू It was our first ride out of town, and uh, you know, just within the farm areas, we were riding in on a way back. Maybe it was an eight, ten kilometer ride only. Post having reached close to Jaipur, the second day we were just doing a little bit of an excursion outside. So coming back to our campsite, we one of our guys ran into a goat. Obviously, the goat was killed. So either take it home for cooking. <laughs> That was the initial thought. The second thought was, you know, they're like. Six, eight of us would landed up there, and the three, four were trailing, and then they landed up, and everything. And there's like forty, fifty guys, and there's seventy, eighty guys, and like two hundred people over there. So half the time you're like, "Bande ko bachaun, goat ko dhaun, ya bike deko," because you know you got your stuff lying on the bike. There's so the village got got yeah, down pretty much and, yeah. Okay. So it becomes an occasion for them to party also. They want to beat up a few guys. Yeah, बहुत दिनों से किसी हाथ गरम नहीं है. Normally humans have two reactions. Ya to bhag le. या झगड़ा कर लेते एंड द थिंग इज ऑन हाईवे यू कॉन्ट फाइट एंड प्रिटी मच यू कॉन्ट रन वे सो इफ यू रन वे एंड यू कॉट तो मतलब यू नो इट्स रेस इज इमेजिनेशन टू मेलोड ऑन द एंटायर जेंट्री ऑफ दैट विलेज दैट गैदर्ड टेक्स अ लॉट ऑफ गट्स एंड आई एम नॉट सेंग इट टेक्स अ लॉट ऑफ सिविलाइज माइंड टू हैंडल इट बट टेक्स अ लॉट ऑफ गट्स टू काम एवरी वन डाउन बिकॉज यू नो यू ब्लड इज रियली रशिंग एट दैट टाइम You yeah. want to run away with your bikes because your bikes are the first target. Yeah. They haven't seen anything like that. Ten years ago, no way. Nobody had seen anything like this. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing is, you have cheese, you have thorn, you have thorn, you have you know, bande ko phod lete hain, you know, stuff like that. That's your first reaction. Okay. And for us, it's like, abhi to dasi hai, mar ke bhag lete hain. But aage kitna bhago yaar, gaon wale they'll catch you. So the other thing is, you have to pit lete hain. So you kind of went around trying to figure out your, you know, your feet left or right, what you know, what. What do you want to sail on? And then Hayman's like calming the villagers down, and everything was pacified. Okay. Two occasions, both the times, and it's like it takes a lot of takes so, a so, lot so, of. So, so, so tell us what what, what happened. I mean, what did he do? You know, so he to... went down to the guys, you know, whose goat it was. Presumably, he was the one who was shouting the most. Okay. Right. So, you know, kind of, what is your loss? What is your problem? Goat wasn't related to you. The first thing is, ye meri bachi thi. For everyone, it's like ये तो मेरी बच्ची थी, मेरी बच्चे का खून हो गया. So eventually, it's a question of दस हजार, पंद्रह हजार, दो हजार, दस हजार. Whatever the story is, to negotiate at that, you know, the spur of the moment, calm him down, take him to the side. Eventually, you know, twenty guys are gathered next to the guy who's also on the ground, you know, spread eagle in blood over there. 
then there's a goat also spread-eagled, and there's the rest of the village trying to gather on the bikes, and you were like calming two guys saying like, it's your goat, we'll take care of it, you know, just get the people out of here, everything will be taken care of. Uh-huh. It takes a lot of, takes a lot of guts to do something like that. He's a lawyer, man, he knows how yeah, to play around you know, with people, he knows. Negotiation, yeah, you know, at, at, he does at, that for when the, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, running question. at that time, yeah. What's that? Can I ask the obvious question? Yeah, how much? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that's not my question. My question is, what do you do with the goat? With the goat. <laughs> <laughs> no, we couldn't bring the goat back. They probably, the, the villagers probably ate it. Yeah, that's that's a given. Uh, no, man. So, so what was the second time? The second time, similar thing, is it? Second time was in the hills, I think. We were going up to the hills somewhere. Okay. Goat killed again. reception. Uh, yeah, I... It, it was that or it was a lamb or a camera member. I like the same making lines. a distinction between <laughs> good, good goat and lamb. Good meat and meat. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, this is Hemant Sahai. Hi, hi, hi. And this is The Long Way Home. Home, home, home. I can imagine 10 years back when a convoy like this rides through. You're also creating adrenaline in your wake. Many a times, it creates positive energy with people around you. They're generally appreciative of, uh, you know, stuff. So, for example, uh, this vintage car that I have, the MG, right, mm-hmm. is amazing in, in Delhi road rage, right? Every time I've driven that car, I've always had people smile and wave out at you because mm-hmm. it's just, oh, okay, look at this beautiful little thing there, right? I think with the bikes of ours, right, uh, that's what it did, right? It a big beautiful bike, something unique of course, right? Yeah. So people are very curious right? mm-hmm. and in a, in a good positive way. Right? But then sometimes it becomes a little bit uh, disturbing because you know, especially when you're on two wheels and you're clipping at 80 and I remember this one time where I, I think it was in my night road, I remember and we were coming down back into Delhi and uh, I was clipping it uh, at about 140, 160 or something and this guy, you know, is trying to keep pace in his uh, car young kid, right? And he's trying to have a conversation with me. Oh, at that speed. Yeah. Uh, and I'm saying, you nuts, listen, let me just focus here. Uh-huh. Right? So anyway, so I said, okay, we'll meet ahead. So we crossed the toll plaza, stopped and came. So young kid. And uh, he's saying, I was trying to impress my girlfriend and I just wanted to know about your bike. I said, listen, hang on. Yeah, then the process would have already gotten me off the bike at that speed. So sometimes it, uh, it's also unwittingly done that way. Right. But uh, I don't think I've ever seen anyone come with a very obviously negative energy as a result. I mean, they're all curious. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it becomes ugly yeah, okay? yeah. because of that, because of uh, innate curiosity and stuff like that, but unknowingly, not necessarily maybe, uh, unknowingly. You get into yeah. So, I mean, we had, we've had our uh, occasions and yeah. Noida, there was that guy who was yeah. trying to race with us okay. because yeah. they get dangerous. I mean, they're on four wheels, right? right? Yeah. And then they think that, you know, by the way, the bikes can do the same thing. You can't, right? Yeah. I mean, so we're, yeah. and uh, sometimes at that speed is very, very dangerous. When they come very close to you, and then, you know, we'll try and have a conversation, mm-hmm. then we tell them no, then they still want to persist, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then start racing with you and all of yeah, that stuff. Yeah. So I think there have been a couple of occasions where we've had to actually yeah. stop, you know, get the thing sorted out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but generally, yes, I think the answer is that, uh, uh, you know, it's, it leaves awake. Most of it is actually good, fun, uh, you know, yeah. positive, mm-hmm. right? And if it is handled properly, by and large, which it is, right? I mean, then uh, the people are also left with smiles and yeah. they say, yeah. 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 Of course, now everybody takes photographs, but uh, when we started, it wasn't that, all that common. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Orange, please.
हाँ तो अर्ज किया है कि जिंदगी भर गालिब यही गलती करता रहा गौर फरमाइएगा जिंदगी भर गालिब यही गलती करता रहा नज़र पीछे के ट्रैफिक पर होनी चाहिए थी और आईने में देख चेहरा मैं साफ करता रहा हॉर्न प्लीज ओके टाटा अरे रियर भी मेरा लगा है पीछे देखिए ट्रैफिक Hi, this is Hemant Sahai. Hi, 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 and this is the long way home. Home, home, home. If you had the opportunity to ride with anyone at all from history or in contemporary times, no, anybody. I just ride with myself. Uh, like I said, I mean, I, I've never looked up to anybody to you know get inspired to ride. No, no, never. And that's the difference uh, I think with most of us. We ride because we want to, not because somebody. You know, my inspiration was the motorcycle itself. not who rode the motorcycle my inspiration was the fighter jets not not you know was flying the fighter jets so we all gone through the top gun phase and all of that stuff you know <laughs> but uh, that was just one part no so we've had uh, dhoni ride with us and not the other way around well, so he you, rode with you yeah, yeah you can look at this man yeah, dhoni ride with they us they didn't ride with dhoni yeah. dhoni rode with them correct incognito uh, yeah so he came road. into the through the lobby to the porch and then we went down the bikes are parked there he had given instructions okay. bikes will come there so the bikes are parked there so there was an extra bike for him one of okay. our friends had got it and then we took off from there parichok and we reached parichok and you know obviously he took off his helmet we were all standing there mm. this 10 odd guys who gathered around looking at bikes nobody noticed dhoni <laughs> nobody right. noticed no, him basically <laughs> this, this i remember very clearly yeah. so we were fueling up right yeah. this is hpo he he was a brand ambassador for hpo one of these guys you that guy and i remember this so clearly there's a huge holding. big sign holding with his face there right and this guy is parked there he takes his helmet off and this guy who's filling the fuel is looking at him very curiously he looks familiar <laughs> <laughs> he he was not sure is this dori or somebody who looks like him it's <laughs> 6 minutes <laughs> usse dekh raha i know it was incredible the guy who was filling a fuel and i was just next to him so i noticed all of this change of expression and all but i didn't till, till the end he didn't realize that this is actually dhoni he said looks somebody who looks like him yeah <laughs> because you're very casual i mean just parked there you get double to ban sakta hai future hai life yeah so i think post that i think all of us had individual pictures with him on the highway there and parichok and he was very sweet yeah. took, we took a group picture for the entire group whoever was there seven eight of us i think yeah and then individual pictures of everyone right. which is very sweet of him yeah. he's very very grounded nice guy the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on we're doing pretty well as far as memor as far as memorabilia is concerned yeah and uh, especially with this instance uh, it was uh, absolutely i was actually stunned uh, yeah. when uh, himant offered uh, what he did and uh, it was actually very gracious of him uh, it, yeah. it was almost like uh, handing over a piece of his lifeline yeah uh, that he gave to us so if you have been listening uh, hemant crashes bike somewhere in karwar 
and it was a life altering experience for him and he had this kala unit which he was carrying with himself from which he made his last phone call so if we go into that unit we're probably going to be able to find that last call that he made yeah and it's now with biker radio broadcast we thank hemant uh, sahai for making that available to us yes absolutely it's absolutely an honor and uh, we're going to try and uh, you know we don't know how to assign value to all this it is invaluable actually but uh, it is great that he's shared this with us yeah and that story about the spark plug mm-hmm. in ladakh yeah you know from yeah. the aircraft yeah that's coming up next it is and if shivi is coming up next shivi boy you better get a spark plug ready for us yeah aag laga de are wah hi this is himan sahai hi hi and this is the long way home 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 we got some spark plugs oh yeah, yeah. spark plug yeah. from some fighter Yes. Yeah, so uh, no, no, I think it was uh, the transport no not fighter the transport aircraft in Leh okay. which had crashed somewhere in Leh so uh-huh. yeah. the engine you know has a okay. memento there. Well, that's cool. So what the air force will come after us. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So we were riding past and so we saw engine stop right in the middle of the <laughs> army <laughs> camp close by. Uh-huh. We started peering at it and exploring it. We can't even cross it. We can't even cross it. So the spark plugs were loose, literally. Huh. So we opened it. Uh, the forgy guy came up and says, "Ye kam yeh le raha hai." We looked at us. The pagal log hai. Pagal log. Le lo. Acha, theek hai, le lo. No problem. So I still have it. No, anything, anything at all. Yeah, that we're not giving you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, this is Hemant Sahai. Hi, 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 hi. And this is the long way home. Home. home, home. We've run out of questions, actually. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> coffee, like <laughs> time for some coffee, no? Cafe, ale. Cafe, ale. Cafe, ale. Hemant Sahai, thank you so much. It's been a fantastic interview. Thanks very much. Really appreciate this. I think uh, uh, this is it's been a while since I've had such a free-flowing conversation. and it is good to have uh, people who are like minded so shivi raj has shivi has been a you know a rock always for me yeah. and uh, yeah, there's a lot i think that you know i look up to him for so uh, this now is we good. got two rocks now yeah so we hope you keep inventing new toys <laughs> huh? finding new ones and yeah. you boys go play yeah that's true <laughs> thank, you so thank you so much thank, thank you so much thank you for your time हिमन Yes, thank you so much, Hemant, for letting us into your collection. And uh, the best part was the crossbows. Yeah. And the boss horse. Yep. So that's it. That's it. What's up next? Uh, Goa. 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 How can a three-letter word have so much fun going and coming into it? Goa. I say Gaya, bhi. Gaya. Ga. Yeah. It is time to wrap up. It's the seventeenth episode, eighteenth coming up. Yes. 
18 till I die. 18 till you die. So thank you for listening in. And the number to reach us is uh, 8920276765. Keep it alive. Yeah, and we forgot the other thing. Bolnu. Huh? Listen. Connect. Right on. Over and out. Over and out. Over and out. Over and out.